from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. One, two, clink. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Hey. Oh my god. It's the first time I've ever done like the hello first. I'm so excited for you. Cause yeah, I feel like you never do it first. I feel like you're always more like hi. Because I feel like I say hello in a weird way that like I don't want to be the first one to say it. Because I have a very deep voice. How do you say hello? Or is it just because of your deep voice? Hey. Ew, that's not how I say it. <laughs> See, you can't just like do it on a whim. That's why I always just stay quiet when we say hi. But anyway, anyway. hello. Bonjour. Au revoir. Comment that's what that means bye. Bon bon café. Comment se llama? We did this three episodes ago and I got a flame for it by like someone outside of the podcast, but it was hilarious. Anyway. Us knowing languages, per. So, probably why there's so many less voices right now. Sarah and I, I being Sydney, I forget they can't see us. You cannot see us. I know. I always think there are like cameras in each corner of the room. I always feel like we're on a reality TV show. We're being punked. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not that famous as the voices. I'm so dead. So yes, Sarah and Sydney, the two S's, the Cancer, the Leo, the mm, the star, the movie, whatever. 
We are taking over this week. We are so excited. We know our our energy, our auras are crazy. So we're excited to do this together. This week, we are talking about boys versus men. What's the distinction? What's the transition? Like, what do you qualify a person as in this phase? Because it's definitely like, is it an age thing? A maturity thing? Like, where do you make the distinction? Because we're in this like part of our lives in our like early 20s where like, we no longer want to be with boys, you know? We want a man who can, like, provide. Not provide in the sense of, like, money, but, like... Provide, like, mentally. Yeah, and in some capacity. It's, like, mental, physical, emotional. And it's just, like, how you determine, like, when you're meeting a guy for the first time. Is this, like, a boy who's going to, like, break my heart? Or, like, a man who I can, like, trust in, you exactly. know? Exactly. And throughout this episode, because I feel like we never do episodes about, like, men, like, from the men's perspective, which is kind of what this one's going to be, but also from the female's perspective, obviously, because we're females. Hmm. But at the same time, men, if you're listening, this one's for you, because sometimes we feel like men are held to unfit standards or, like, weird standards that, like, us as women don't have to deal with. So us as women not women so in this episode we're also going to acknowledge some of those some of those don't get your hopes up yes it's like i would say like this like (laughs) men boys whatever you did classify yourself as this is for you to help you decide what position you're in and like what you have to offer when you go into a relationship because you should know because if not you're setting yourself up for failure for being upset for hurting someone you need to know when you go into a relationship with whoever it is what you have to offer and what you cannot offer because that's the whole point of like being in a healthy relationship or whatever you want to be situation whatever but also for the women this is for you to help determine like is this man gonna give me what i need is it a boy is it a man is it a child you know so this is for everyone for the first time ever kind of so what do you think yeah literally kind of so what do you think i'm curious city winter yeah how much of like the percentage of men do you think aspire to marriage versus how much aspire to like be a fuck boy because i know like if you're a man and you're listening right now you're probably like what this is such like a weird question but i think about this a lot whether it's like on tiktok on instagram on snapchat whatever like whether i'm on the discover page or stuff i'm always seeing like men portrayed as like playboys and women kind of portrayed as like the one always aspiring to engagement marriage and ultimate like life partnership so sometimes I want to think like dear men are 90% of you aspiring to marriage are none of you guys aspiring to marriage like to me it's like a constant battle I think there's multiple reasons for that okay Okay. one I think it's because like as little girls as the way society like portrays gender not to get into like the whole nick and nanny of things but just like example for toys like, when we were little kids, we get, like, the bridal Barbie. We get to play dress up and have, like, our toilet paper veils. Like, I remember so distinctly, like, when my cousins came over for, like, Christmas or whatever, we would have, like, fake weddings. Because, like, for us, that was, like, fun. Like, whole planning, the dress, the glamour. Yeah, with the candy lollipop ring. Exactly. Except for my cousins were all girls, so we were all like, who's the man? <laughs> um, but, like, even, like, movies. Like, 13 going on 30 with, what's her name, Jennifer Garner. I was, think so. like, my favorite movie growing up. And that's why I wanted to be, that's why I dressed in pantsuits when I was eight. Because, like, I was, like, I'm going to be 30 right now, 28 right now, you know? Yeah, we always want to be older as women. Like, we always dress up in our mother's pearls and the high heels. Exactly, because we, like, idealize it, you know? Right. And so I think, like, having rom-coms, which is, like, every girl loves when she's in her late teens, formative years, is that women should aspire to marriage to find that one guy that's the one. But for men, think about movies that are catered to men. Most of them are, like, Don John and, like, American Pie. Or like Action the whole movies. Like, what about superhero super movies? Ba- yeah. All of, like, the whole bit. So some of them, Captain America's different, but he's, oh, he's so sexy. Chris but, like, Wait, super Chris bad. That? Oh, my God. Chris Jamal Evans. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Chris, who's Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt plays Guardians of the Galaxy Man. Okay. Thank you. Oh, side note on Chris Evans. Okay. 
Mr. Sexy Messy. Blah, 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 blah. I love him so much. Like, I'm not the picture right being now. Being on black TikTok, there is not a female, a woman, a human being who does not find Chris Evans attractive. He's delicious. He is scrumptiously Can we talk about number one? Like, I like his hair because it's kind of fashionable, but it's also shorter. So he's not like the long Justin Bieber swoop. Sorry, Justin Bieber, if you're listening, I love you. But also, <laughs> like, he has a nice shadow. The like shadow. Dirty- the shadow. There's this one video where he's like, hey, Chris Evans is an ass man. And every day when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, should I work out? Should I climb these stairs? I think Chris Evans is an ass man and I'm an ass woman. So I'm I'm going to get this ass fat for you. Wait, how do you know Chris Evans is an ass man? He said in an interview, he was, I think he was joking. He was like, Chris Evans is an ass man. And I was like, well, I'm an ass woman and I have an ass this for you. <laughs> I'm a tits woman. This sucks for me. Chris Evans, if you're listening, <laughs> hop in my DMs. And not Mr. Medium or Pony Boy. No. We know that one TikTok where it's like, on your best day, who could you bag? I'll, okay, let me know why every girl that duets that video was like, Drake. I was like, Drake doesn't want all of you. Uh, they're 45 years saying Drake wants you. But mine's definitely Chris Evans. But like only if like he couldn't see, couldn't hear, couldn't understand where he was, didn't you? know who I was. We're in an alternate universe. I'm the only person left on this earth. And we're there in a room. He'd be like, yeah, I thought closing my eyes. So I feel like that is my answer. You have so much like not confidence in yourself. And it I pisses don't. me off because... If Chris Evans, like, here's my scenario. Mm-hmm. We're in a bar in New York City, yeah. right? We're uh, getting our mojitos at the bar, like, at the bar bar. You know what I mean? Like, not at a table. We're, like, at the bar bar. Yeah. And the bartender's, like, floating with us. He's, like, tee hee hee. He's, like, like, you know, like, dark hands or whatever. Chris Evans walks in the door, goes, you. And then walks right up to you and goes, hey, little mom, how you doing? And you're, like, getting up off your chair, ass in his face, like, I'm good, Chris Evans. Ass man, how are you? And then it's like marriage, like love. I wouldn't know. I would be like, who the hell are you talking to? Because I'd be like, he's not talking to me. Then I would say, where are the cameras? I'm punked. This is a joke, and this is gonna be a joke, and I'm gonna be hurt for believing (laughs) it. What would you do? (laughs) Exactly. I'd be like, excuse me. No, just kidding. But what Sydney won't admit is that it's happened. Like Sydney and I got together a lot, obviously, and like what happens. 99% 99% of the time what she won't admit to herself because she can't because she's annoying is that like men like literally will come up to you and be like bah, 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 but then you always like disregard it because you're like Ugh. it happens so much more often than you think but let me point you let me, let, okay seriously out a key detail the men who come up to me are like 80 years old with a cane walker like Mitch ma'am so like no I don't want them they're probably senile but I don't know what the question was marriage thing okay anyway Don John American Pie super bad those like formative movies for 13 year old boys all literally push the idea that unless you have your penis in a warm vagina you are not a man so like the entire plot line of super bad is trying to get laid so for them, they're like, oh, if I want to be a man, if I want to be cool, if I want to be like, oh, stereotypical, like, hey, I'm the cool guy, I need to have sex. And for them, they are taught that the best way to have any form of intimacy, emotion, like happiness in life is by having sex. And for us, we figured that's out by having like long-term relationships, you know? And so when men finally get tricked into or fall in love with some girl and she breaks their heart, they're doomed. They think all women are bad. So they start taking that out on other women. And it's just sex, 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 sex. And like, obviously we all love sex. Not everyone, but like, I like sex. You like sex. I know you like sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like for me, I find so much more value in a long-term relationship. Right. Which is hard for me because, like, the person I'm, like, with or I want to be for a very long time, he, I can tell that he's still in that part of his life where he values sex with random people 
as a form of like making him feel better about himself than he would about long-term relationship with me. So we're always in that weird like limbo, limbo. phase. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I get that because I've only just recently acknowledged the value of a long-term relationship just because of like past experiences and trauma and things like that. But now that I've realized it, not only is it like so much better for my mental state, but like I'm actually realizing like as I would if I got like a really good meal or if I got a really nice present like like something tangible like sex I'm realizing how much of a benefit this actually has in my life which is really great and something that I feel like you've taught me along the way for sure but sometimes I think about like going back to our like men do you just want sex or marriage conversation sometimes I think like as a man and correct me if I'm wrong like DM us on our Instagram at Craig and Public Podcast if you think we're wrong but like I think a lot of men are raised to be like you like your ultimate goal is sexual relations slash being in a sort of relationship at some point. However, marriage long term partnership is just something that could happen along the way and is a plus. What do you think? Okay. So one thing to like note is that Sarah and I are like the same, very different. Like (laughs) this is the one point where we've like converged on an idea very, very late in our friendship in the sense that like I was always very like obsessed with long-term relationships. Like when I love someone or I'm with someone, it's for long-term. I'm never like a hookup and dip type of girl. But like I feel like whenever we've, we were at a point when we first met where like I was on that side of the spectrum and you were like self-empowered. I like, I am a woman, like I'm going to have control over what, who I sleep with, what I do, whatever. And you, you preferred, I'm putting words in your mouth, but like. One night stands. Yeah. Hooking up, one night stands, et cetera. (laughs) Yeah. And like, we've gotten to points where we like switch sides at some point, but like right now we're like kind of converging. We're like, we do have this like similar ideas as to what we want, which is like super like cool and rare. What was the question? Oh wait, yes. So growing up. Yes. I think one thing that we don't really think about is that dads, especially, and moms, when it comes to like raising their sons, if you do have that kind of like nuclear family, whatever heteronormative etc is that men are boys are taught like you're going to be the provider of your family you know and so they think that like okay when I get to a place in my life where I have a incredible full-time job I I, like desire to have sex with random people and I just happen to have a girl at that same time or a partner who I like I'm ready to said settle down you know but then you think about it when men turn what 24 and 25 and get their first like good paying job their ideas are not, ooh, I want to buy a home. I want to invest in a mortgage with a woman. Yeah, or like my kids' and a dog. Uh, college tuition exactly. expenses. I'm a blow money, get ass. Like, that is their mentality. It's, I want to take girls out on dates, blow my money at getting balls at clubs, and take them home, have meaning meaningless sex, and go about my life until I get to a point where, like, that gets old, and I can provide for someone. And it's not even, like, necessarily, like, it's a girl that they love especially yeah. or, like, it's changed their life. Is that, like, they're, it's a convenience in my, in my, like, what I've heard from men, like, just, like, talking in conversation with the guys that I know, that's their idea. It's not that, like, the girl is the best they've ever met. It's a convenience thing, you know, which sucks because, like, why should it be about, like, that's why I don't think the whole argument about, like, oh, the timing wasn't right isn't a thing. Yeah. Because when is time ever going to be right, you know? But then it's also, like, not even, a, like, oh, I'm bored of this X and X, Y, and Z. But it's also sometimes, which I think is really shitty, it's, like, sometimes men need an ego boost. And sometimes women are the best source of validation in that way. So, like, you can have sex with them and have them be like, oh, my God, yes, daddy, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, 
I feel so good about myself. Yeah. I'm going to date you. And then that might get old. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like it's, it's A, a convenience thing and two, an ego thing. And no, we're not categorizing all men because that's like a comment we get sometimes where it's like, oh my God, I didn't know men suck. Like, oh my God, I'm just learning about. Like, shut up. We're yeah. not talking about all men. Obviously, a lot of men are like great people and like they weren't raised that way. But a lot of times what you don't understand is like, just as we're saying like we were raised with a certain ideal of like us growing up and like to always obtain the husband or like be the kind of like stay at home mom like whatever x y and z you're kind of raised in this way sometimes and like sometimes like obviously I know like my childhood still has an impact on how I am as an adult right now that's the same thing with men like your your childhood obviously can't help but have an impact on some ways of your being because like obviously experiences are nuanced like for us it's just like all of our commentary right now is based off like observation and experience but question for you we had the opposite like I was talking about views of what we want out of relationships in men etc like growing up right or like being in our like transformative phase like high school college etc so like what do you think one prompt you to like want that kind of relationship with a guy like not having like valuing more of a hookup in the long term and then also like what do you think has changed now is it the person is it the timing is it like something intrinsic that like changed your idea what a fantastic question I'm so happy you asked I feel famous (laughs) and I feel like I'm on Jimmy Kimmel but also I think like definitely what made me want to kind of like experiment with hooking up in the first place was in high school because like my first boyfriend like was really great and like I love him now and I think like he's awesome or whatever and like he'll always have a special place in my heart being in that relationship for me in the relationship and I'm sure he can agree with me because I'm sh- he definitely felt the same way because we both mutually like broke up with each other we were like so unsatisfied you know there was something about being in like a committed relationship where we both were either lacking something on my end or he like wanted something more on his end because he was like reaching out to other girls while we were still in a committed relationship which I don't blame him for now again but like you know like that's just how it went both like being in a relationship with someone else who's mutually feeling like they were missing something sparked me to literally hook up with anything with a pulse and I started then I moved to like the greatest biggest city in the world and it was so amazing for me because then I got to go home to my roommates and I got attention both from the guy and the amazing sex but then also coming home and like having to share that experience with my girls because obviously like my friends are like a huge part of my psyche and how I live I think what changed that second aspect back to like the transition back to like exploring long-term relationships was solely the person because when me and pony boy were so we were just like talking I was like you are probably one of the most wonderful humans I've met in my entire life let alone a guy in a relationship kind of context like when me and him went on our first date I was like all right we're gonna fuck and then it's gonna be over like that's just my way of thinking because that's how it always is and we went on this date and it was fine and it was awesome and then he was a great person and he was funny and he was sweet and he like loved different things that I loved and he was just like such an interesting person to talk to so that's how I knew I actually really liked him I'm Katia Adler host of the global story over the last 25 years I've covered conflicts in the Middle East political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Mm. What about you? What was your convergence? What was your like story to story? Yeah. Oh, I love Punny Way. A little smushy smush. Um, it's funny though because I had like a very similar experience in high school that sparked something completely different, but also the same. My first long term boyfriend in high school, junior year and senior year, it was just like flames that got gas and poured on it daily. Because like I that sounds quite dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that at home. No. Or anywhere actually. <laughs> Um, not even in a field like when he first asked me I thought it was a joke like that's how bad it was because like I was like we were very different social circles like just wasn't something I'd ever see myself being with he asked me on a date and I was like I'm gonna guess I'll go and we got great convo like it just connected very very well and so for me I was like this is rare for me I've never been I hate our neighbors sorry yeah that little guttural screaming I'm gonna keep that in it's hilarious so we had this like great moment of connection and I was like you know what I'm gonna try this and all my friends were literally laughing they were like ill right with this guy like literally ill and I was like you know what I have a great connection with him I feel great around him I'm gonna explore this and then the cheating came for literally two years like Uh uh-oh with random girls random grades lied about it gaslighted me we're gonna do an episode on gaslighting because like wow lied to me gaslighted me made me feel like it was my fault he actually said once you started talking about this a couple days ago when i when he first cheated he told me it's because i made him feel too good about himself and i was like how what is that a thing what in the hoo-ha huh because that makes you literally what in the hoo-ha because that makes you think no that sense. you're doing something wrong invalidating a man it's like loving you, you empowers you to go cheat huh that's a whole other conversation yeah but i feel like after i got out of that was finally going into college I was like, I want to, I just like didn't know what I wanted to do because I still loved him like obviously first semester. And then I hooked up with this guy in my building <laughs> and he was just so beautiful and sexy and above the height of five, six. My heart was like, Wah! and like it gave me the <laughs> biggest boost of confidence I've ever seen in my entire life. Because like not just because 
sex, but because like for once I felt like valued, I felt seen, I felt like, I felt sexy. Honestly, that's the best way I can describe it. It sounds super shallow, but like, I mean, you go your whole life feeling like shit about yourself because you go to a PWI and you're black and you're told by the white guys and black guys that like, I would never like her. You get like sucky self-esteem. And so like going to this school and having this like incredibly beautiful guy, objectively, he was beautiful. No, he's really hot. (laughs) I know. My mom was like, girl. Um, Literally, everyone thinks he's so hot. So I think, like, getting him the first week I came to school, I was like, I'm on top of the fucking world. And for the literally the next 10 months, I was boom, 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 every other night, every weekend. Boom, boom, pal. I felt great about myself. And then, actually, fast, how do you go back? Fast rewind, rewind. There you go. Fast backward. Yeah. I'll put in a sound effect in. Here it is. Yes. So, the... Two weeks after I hooked up with original guy. He's the one that I made the whole Chrysler building comment about. But I think I met Mr. Medium the week after. Like my first month. Second month in in New York at NYU. And like I didn't really think that much of him when we first started talking. Like the conversation was great over Bumble. But I was like, like, am I attracted to him? Am I going to like this guy? I got to my first date. The best birthday I've ever had. Nothing will ever in my mind compare to my first date. Why do you think? Like, what aspects about it were nice? Like, the connection. Like, it's so bad that I was so nervous that I couldn't order food. I had a Sprite. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, "Uh yeah, I'm full. And then, like, I never saw guys on first dates. That was, like, my thing. So I was like, I want at least the respect out of it. The, like, I was like, I want to be with you. Not even because, like, I wanted sex, because I wanted that intimacy with him. And then, like, after that, things just stuck. And, like, here we are two and a half years later and I'm still in love with him so like I think he's the reason why I changed my view of relationships because like just being with him and having that connection with someone it's just something that's like intangible I can't really explain but like after having experienced that for one night I was like I'm gonna marry this man which is like a feeling I never had before ew I sound like a that's literal that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard ew if he hears this get out cause you ah. know who you sound like Sap Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. I hate that I am Carrie. Like you are, Carrie. you are Sam. Oh yeah, I am Carrie. I don't want to be Carrie. I don't. I want to be Charlotte. Honestly, Charlotte has her shit together. Her nice ass apartment. Her job. I don't even know what it is. Our gallery. I feel like you know what's funny. Fun fact about Sex and the City. But then I have another comment about men. Fun fact is that uh, the original author of Sex and the City, because Sex and the City was, was it a column or a book before? It was was a book. book. Yeah. Yeah. It was a book before the television show. And the author of the book, who based Carrie Bradshaw off of herself, made, I don't know if I told you this before or not, but she made a comment being like, her, me, yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm about to say. Her and Samantha and Miranda, like, we're all supposed to be friends, but, like, Charlotte, like, the caricature of Charlotte or the stereotype, the archetype of Charlotte was not in the book when she was introduced in the movie as to kind of interpret some kind of like conservative woman in there because if she wasn't there I get that where the producers are coming from because in the 90s television was very like conservative leaning so I understand why like they put Charlotte in there as kind of like the conservative voice slash ideal because she's very modest she never really sleeps with guys on first date like if she wasn't there would the tv show be as popular she's a hoe though she's a hoe on the low she's a hoe on the low she she only sleeps with guys for three dates and she has that rule she's like I get over them in half the time but anyway Uh, the author said that like those three girls Miranda Charlotte and or sorry Miranda Samantha and Carrie would never be friends with Charlotte in real life and that's why she didn't include something like that in the book and that's like one of the only things she's disturbed slash disappointed about in the TV well, show like, I feel like it's less about being conservative I, mean, I definitely see that view because like it's the 90s post Ronald Reagan like, right right yeah. but also just like I think she provides a perfect 
comedic relief juxtaposition dichotomy against the sexuality of Miranda, Samantha, and Carrie. Because like the cynicism of Miranda, the sexuality of Samantha, and then like the overarching like crude. character of yeah. Carrie. Yeah, like just being crude. Exactly. But like, like all of them being crude and her being the prude. I think it made it funnier because like when they're talking about getting dick down in the ear in the middle of a cat restaurant, and Charlotte's like, "Ew, don't say dick." Or like when they had the one black episode where the black guy was in there and she was like, do not say black penis. That's not nice. I was like, I think think Charlotte's so funny and she's really pretty, but I think she's just so funny and she provides like a very specific kind of comedy to the show where it's less like four women talking about sex obsessed with it, but like four women who are obsessed with sex, but have different views of it. And she provides a very different view than Miranda, Samantha, Carrie. If Charlotte wasn't on the show, number one, it would not be as popular as she is. And number two, Charlotte sticks out in everyone's mind because of that. Like she's one of me and Sydney's favorite characters for sure. She's the best. Going back to like men and like Sorry, the physical her entire just came out of her shirt at the table. And I was yeah. like, "What?" Going back to going back to men and like the physical aspects of everything. What age do you think that men physically mature? And also, I would love to get you, Cindy Winter's thoughts about like the fact that men mature less fast than women. <laughs> I can write thesis on this. Okay, so the difference between men and women when it comes to like transitioning to being like an adult or like a man or woman, whatever you want to call it. Is that for women, it's when you get your period. Moms always say, aunties, moms, grannies say, the day you get your period is the day you become a woman. And in terms of biologically, because you can have children now, you're considered, you have that burden on you, is what I would say. Like, you have that psychological, physical, so social burden to bear yeah. children. Like, like the like, awkward sex talk with your parents yes, kind of burden. <laughs> the condom burden. Yeah. The birth control burden. The plan B burden. The don't be a slut burden, shave your legs yes, burden. Yes. The what are you having kids burden. Like that lasts your entire clock. life. Yes. That is the minute you become a woman because that burden is like placed on you. Yeah. For men, that burden never comes. You know, you can be a 55 year old bachelor and you're hot, you know, like when women turn 30, it's like, shit, I'm running out of time. For men, that's the whole reason that they get to mature so much later. Women, women mature at probably 16 is when they start like very, very much maturing. 16 to 20, probably. It's like the, 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 the group. For men, that doesn't even start until like 23. Because it's like, for the whole point before then of like being 18 or whatever they're just fucking around fucking around being crazy being in the frat fucking whoever they want etc 23 is when they start starting like shit i'm kind of an adult so they start what well, we start at 16 where we're kind of like oh shit like dates i need just nice starting to put deodorant on me and shave my legs men are like shit maybe i should like buy shoes that aren't like nikes and buy something besides board shorts you know men don't hit that age of like i want to settle down and think about my future and my marriage so they're what 26 27 and we're what 18 19 so like the ages don't match up which is why i believe so strongly in age gap dating because i only date older men because this whole sole reason though because like when i date guys my own age it just seems they're so immature you know and like i'm not saying that like when you turn 25 you're magically immature because like mm-hmm. i'm with guys that age that are not mature whatsoever but like i'm they, i saw a 28 year old and like he was upfront with me about his like intentions he asked about them we had a very mature conversation before we went on our first date the date was incredible and we're still communicating about stuff like that and i'm like i appreciate you taking that step that you wouldn't even think about before you're 28, you know? Like, when you're 25, it's like, I want pussy. Like, whatever. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Or, like, it's, video games. Yeah, it's just like a, like a pressure thing. I have a question. I'll wait till you answer this question first about what you think about it. Uh, think about what was it? A question you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, boys versus girls, like, the age they mature. Oh, I was going to say probably, like, I actually completely agree with everything you said. I mean, I think for my, cause for my parents specifically, like, for example, my mom 
got married when she was 21 and she has a five year age gap with my dad <gasps> that's not really have mr medium and five shit together. years yeah my mom is yeah. in your like besties and they talk about this literally. all the time when like i'm literally away and i'm like okay yeah but like, <laughs> but like i totally agree with that not only because like but and even though i'm not experiencing that like right now with my relationship i support that 100 percent. and i think like it's very very smart because most men and obviously like just like women men can mature a lot earlier like, I'd like to think my boyfriend is, like, really, really mature for his age. But also, I think, like, mature-wise, three or four at least age gap is super healthy with 90% of men. Just because of, number one, the way they were raised. Make it three to five. Girly, I'm trying to, eight trying to make my husband. <laughs> yes, thank you. I have another question that is directly just super quick. That it's, like, it's basically a yes or no answer. You know that concept of, like, the DILF? Do you think that that's, like, unfair? Like, not unfairly projected towards men because it's not unfairly, but, like, what you said earlier sparked this in me on tiktok for example which i've said the word for example probably seven times throughout this episode but i'm not sorry por supuesto. yeah por ejemplo. por ejemplo on tiktok a 55 year old man will like stand up out of his office yes. chair and be ripped as fuck and everyone will be like oh my god ah, i follow them moms. all i follow them all literally and then all like a 50 year old women a woman will like get off the treadmill with like ripped abs and like huge thighs like in the best way possible and like her hair is beautiful and her makeup's done flawlessly and like she looks like she's 25 but the sole fact that she's middle-aged everyone's like oh my god cougar blah 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 like do you think that's a real stereotype and like what do you think about it but it's like also milf is like a whole porn category that yeah. are so into having older women yeah but it's also like weird in the sense that like when it's a milf with a younger guy it's like she's a cougar like he's a pool boy 28 year old guy pita because hunger games because i was just about to say yeah, Peter so. Games because what's his name? Josh Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Josh ladies, um, ladies, men, everyone. Um, New nickname alert. New nickname alert. Sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a 28 year old, beautiful, delicious hunk of a man. Uh-huh. Sarah just met him. I'm calling him Peta. Peta. When I first met him, the first thing I thought in my head was he was like a pool boy that a mom would have sex with. As he like cleaned out her jacuzzi in her backyard and she's wearing like a I told him that and he was like I get that a lot surprisingly and I was like oh but then it's like <laughs> if I saw like a woman that's like eight like 60 with like a 30 year old man I'd be like what the fuck but if I see a guy who's 60 with a 25 year old wife it's like oh that's normal because that's like what old guys do and I kind of want an old guy but it's definitely like a different standard like women are cougars but men are like oh hot and they just want a younger woman because they give her like whatever men sometimes think that like oh if you're a younger woman woman and you're wanting an older man you are a gold digger yeah you know what i mean Which yes is weird no they'd be like you go and yeah yes like, i like um, to dig for gold like, <sighs> i'm richer than most men five years my senior literally like lie. i probably Personally. make as much as mr medium right now i'm just kidding i definitely don't but I spend it like I do. You're about to this summer. Yeah, because this summer. The podcast and like you're the job that you're gonna get. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, my boobies are out because I wanted. To I didn't them. even notice. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Sorry, they just felt really good. They're kind of cold, and I kind of like it. Do you ever touch right your boobs now? randomly? Yeah, I touch my boobs when I'm like, like I lift my boobs up when I'm looking for something in my room and I can't find it. I'm like, for no, no like, reason. I be touching my boobs and I'm like, there's no way I shouldn't be cuffed right now. These feel divine. <laughs> Supple. Supple. Supple, supple moist, and tender. Delicious. Okay, anyway. So. <laughs> okay. So, question. Okay. The whole... I love how every time we change the subject, we, talk, we say, question. Yeah. Pregunta. Okay. As you can't tell me in Sierra, no Spanish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is one, like, phrase I've always hated. Like, just always pissed me off. I don't even know how the saying goes. But the whole premise is that, like, men want a hoe to sleep with. Bless you. You just like a little bunny. <laughs> 
Okay, so me, Sarah, and Mr. Medium went to the park this weekend, Central Park, and we're like playing ball or whatever, like throwing a ball around. And there's this cute little smushy little fur thing hopping around, ribbiting whatever rabbits do. And they don't ribbit. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that whole song is like Moo is a cow, Oink is a pig. McDonald's. Huh? Old McDonald had a farm. I hate that song. Don't you have a little brother? Yes. Good girl. Girl, he listened to like Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, he um, is so old. Sorry. Good. We saw this little fluffy so. thing and I was like, what kind of animal is that? And Mr. Medium is like, it's a dog. And I'm like, what kind of dog like, like jumps up in the air to like move? And Sarah's like, what? And I was like, I think it's a rabbit. And we're all just like staring at this per- like this little thing and it was a rabbit, but it was really cute. Yeah, because it was a brown rabbit too. And like most dogs are literally like brown and like they're furry and like yeah. like they look like a multi poo. But it was like, like didn't have it. legs. It was like hopping. It was so cute. I have one of bunny now. Yeah, the lo- it had long ass ears that were like dragging on the ground. The fact that Sydney, I just on a side note really quickly, the the thought and the prospect of like Sydney and I owning a pet together is probably the most disastrous thing I've ever thought of. It would be like ever. Beyonce, Rihanna, Shakira, come here. Freddie Spears, the third. <laughs> come here <laughs> we also would never because think about it with a pet you have to walk it feed it bathe it which then he has a it. huge problem with because i want the fucking fur in my shower <laughs> and cleaning up its shit ew it'd be like in a little tutu fur coat because sarah put it in it and in, like in my like louis vuitton bag, sharp like... pinkles come here and i'd be like what <laughs> but question okay back to the question i don't know how i got on this topic um i hate when guys are like i want to sleep with a hoe that's kind of girl i want to have sex with yeah but only date or marry a classy woman. So I'm like, is a woman's proximity to how sexual she is the determining factor in what you like want from her? Because like that one makes sense to me. Like there's a whole other conversation to be had about that exact topic when it comes to men of like girls of other races and how like because they're exotic or worldly or different that makes them somewhat sexual attractive. But like only in terms of sex, you can't date them. You can't marry them, but for purely sexual reasons, I want someone exotic or othered, you know? But that's a whole other topic. But then in the back of their mind, they're still judging the girls they have sex with. They're like, oh, you fucking, like, whore, you know? Like, they degrade them. Exactly. And And they're like, oh, I'd sleep with her, but I could never marry her because she has too much sex. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, you just came in her vagina, Jeffrey. Like, what are you literally doing? What the question? I don't know what the question was. My question was, like, how do you feel? Like, do you think that's true? Or, like, do we do the same thing with the men? Like, do you, like, will we, like, hook up with, like, the frat guy that, like, gets mm-hmm. a lot of girls but only want to marry, like, the nerdy boy? Because all those TikToks that are, like, I was nice to the to the quiet guy and, like, I'm married to him now. So, like, do you think that applies to women, too? Or is that solely a thing that, like, men do when they, like, judge women based on their proximity to sex? I know for me, and, like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat this. Like, whenever, for example, in my early years of college, I would sleep with the frat guy, it would make me feel less guilty just because, like, I knew they were wanting the same thing. Like... But that, to me, to justify this, it just feels like intentions. It's like when you know someone's intentions match up with yours. Like when I know I was sleeping with a guy who was like, I just want you for sex. I was like, I genuinely, like if I went on a second date with you, I'd probably vomit kind of situation. Like that made me feel better because I know I wasn't like misleading him in any way. When we would go on a date and our boundaries were never established, it would make me feel uneasy. I feel the same way. Like there will be guys that like I'll go on dates with who I know I'll never see again. And yeah. like, the sex is awful and it confirms that. And then, like, I will relay that to my friends. But then there's, like, sometimes where, like, I feel like the date is incredible. Sex is incredible. And the guy will literally tell me, like, that was an incredible date. I want to see you again. I have the hots for you. Like, I'm into you. Like, I want to do this again. And they never talk to me again. And, like, for me, that's what always confused me. Because it was, like, so I gave you sex. And for you, like, in your mind, that was the end goal. You know? It wasn't, like, I want to get to know this person. I want to see if, like, we work together. 
it's in their head it's sex so that whole thing always like brings me to the question of like should I have sex with guys on the first date because I feel like if I do I'm giving into that idea where like they no longer have to try for anything right, like getting, right. getting me one drink or like meeting up at 10 p.m means you'll have access to my body or even the fact like I'm gonna buy you dinner you have to give me sex yeah now. but then it's like if I don't it's like then it's awkward being like okay I'm gonna leave now or yeah. like will they want to see me again so I just like it always ends up being a last minute decision but like in my head it's like I feel like I owe it to them because of society standards or it's like if I don't give it to them I do like the guy are they gonna want to see me again because I didn't give them sex you know it's just it's, it's weird and yeah. like I think that the, it's an age thing too because like as they get older do they expect it more or do they not expect it more Exactly. I, I don't know. So I don't like guys my age because they'd be too, too expecting too much. I also want to talk about, uh, kind of along that tune, sex buddies or like fuck, fuck buddies. Buddy. Just because I know we share very similar experiences with this and like we've had like one fuck buddy for like a really long time who we never really expected anything more from. For me, he was my age. For you, he was your age. Probably 99% of my previous like one night stands have not been older than what, 22 and or like somewhere in my like three-year age range but like I also kind of like the fact that we never really expected anything more from our fuck buddies you know what I mean yeah. like you never expect anything from yours and I never expected anything more from mine because like I religiously only date guys between four and eight years older than me like 24 to 28 is the age group that I stay in but the guy who the Chrysler guy same guy from the beginning of the show we were talking about um, who's now friends with all... He's, like, one of our, like, really, really good guy friends. Like, yeah. he's helped with the show so much, us so much. Like, he's just a great friend. And, like, obviously I'm attracted as hell to him because he's beautiful. <laughs> he's a great person, great friend. Like, I would love to... I would be blessed to end up with him. But, like, in my head, it's, that's never been an option. Like, we are strictly friends who have incredible sex. Yeah, like, like there's no never pressure. Been anything more. You know what I mean? Like, there's never, like, kind of that expectation. There was no talk. Like, we just both knew that going into it. Like, that's all it was ever going to be. And, like, we've been, what, doing this for two and a half years now. Like, friends or whatever. And having sex occasionally, like, every few months. But, like, never once has it been like, oh, shit, he might have feelings. I might have feelings. It's never crossed that, like, bridge. Yeah. So, I don't really know how, like, to distinguish that. Yeah, like, exactly. That was different that one time. Yeah. So, I guess, like, the whole concept of, like, fuck buddies and stuff like and and you know dm us obviously on instagram or comment on youtube or whatever if we're wrong but like we feel like specifically fuck buddies are predominantly unless you're in like a sugar daddy situation with no judgment here believe me but if you're ever in that situation like they're in your three-year age range for sure do you think so yeah because like the one mr medium obviously that i've been with them for a long long time i think i don't know if it's an age thing but like I think the age gap was always good for me because I always want a man who's like just has more stuff figured out but like in his head he's still stuck in that like I want to fuck around phase so like I don't even know if it's an age thing at this point I think it's like just proximity of getting to know people that quickly that you can just have sex with like on the like random they have to be closer in age to you you know from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. 
Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So I also think another really important thing to kind of mull over in this sense is the relationship between, like, specifically father and son when like a man is growing up from a boy to a man but predominantly in a boy because a lot of like what affects us now comes from our childhoods like that's just like every person no matter what like male female or whatever you identify as particularly though for heterosexual males it kind of goes something along this line the father looks at his son be a man join the basketball team be a man open the door for this girl you know what I mean and I think that there's a lot of while we experience as women I think a lot of the times a lesser amount of expectations from people like oh stay at home mom don't really expect a lot in career you know things like that men expect it all do you ever think that negative behavior while this is not an excuse ever but do you ever think that like negative behavior the things we kind of scoff and go ugh men do you think that any of that comes from like a lifetime of just always having like this pressure put on them or like like how how much do you think that comes into play with like men's behavior like that we experience now I think not even just pressure but like expectations also because I think moms and dads like if you're in again the nuclear family both play like a hand in that because I saw on TikTok earlier where it was like one girl was asking like why do mother-in-laws always hate their daughter-in-laws like whoever their son marries (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry I was losing my voice wait oh my god my voice right now it was a TikTok about like why mother-in-laws always have like beef with their daughter-in-laws hence that whole movie monster-in-law I love that movie love that movie but this like therapist slash psychologist sociologist whatever professional was explaining that what mothers do when they raise their sons is they instill all the values they appreciate from men throughout their life but work extra hard to make sure that they don't have the faults that their husband had their father had etc so they're kind of like molding their son into their what their ideal perfect man is to have that like uh role of a perfect man in their life so when that man is now gone from their like immediate grasp and they now have a like a more important woman in their life that comes before their mother in a sense 
they they go crazy because you're like I've find, I've lost that that figure role in my life. That's why they get so crazy about it. So I think on one hand, that's how mothers play a role into their sons' behaviors. Yeah. But I think also men expect their girlfriends to be their mothers, to cook for them, to clean for them, to guide them, to mold them. Like they want a mother and a wife is what I would say, which sounds like super Oedipus Rex gross. But I no, think but it's that, not. That's yeah. super like, what's what's that one author? What's his name? The one that I, is fight, the psych guy. What's his name? Psychology guy? Freud. Yeah, that's very like Freudian of you to say. And I think that there's so much to that. Even with us, like what do we, we look for kind of like a dad-like figure. Like we look for the protector, we look for the savior, something that we may not have had in our fathers. You know what I mean? And I think one big thing about that is, is that's a generational thing. Our parents are like the end of the baby boomer generation. We're like, you are expected to cook and clean and wear an apron and want to stay home with your kids. Like, so they still have the idea of that's what a wife should like be, you know? But like, we're in a new day and age when like women are finally saying like, I don't need to be a maid to you. I don't need to be your mother. I am my own human being who has the right to be independent and have my own career and my own job and you can do your own fucking laundry. You're 45 years old, you know? So I feel like there's a discrepancy between like, shit, this is what I grew up expecting a wife to look like and a mother to look like, but it's not the reality of what, like I like to cook clean for like men sometimes when I want, like I want to do it. I shouldn't be expected to. I think that's the difference. And then like you said, fathers play the same role where like they see how their fathers are and they aspire to be that. But like the ideas of what we want out of a man are changing because of generational like ideas. You just inspired me to think about something. Ooh, you're welcome. welcome. I feel like as much as I, uh, as much as obviously men, identifying men experience a lot of like pressure and like certain expectations that women don't have to experience. Do you think that in some, nice voice crack, do you think that in some scenarios women are, almost expected more of like in terms of like responsibility in general so like what you were saying like the cooking the cleaning like well it's not like be the man do the hard labor work build all this muscle and like blah 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 I always think like sons get babied a lot especially by their mothers yeah literally and it's not like a bad thing like I know if I have a son that's gonna like he's gonna be like everything to me obviously but same with my daughter you know what I mean but I feel like sons in particular get babied by their parents and I feel like I I was raised to be like extremely independent especially for an only child like I'm my mom's best bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah best friend best like friend. but I think like also my parents had so many expectations of me growing up not even career-wise but just like how to act how not to act uh, to me boys just sit in their houses and play video games mm-hmm. and when I was a little girl I was out like winning the spelling bee playing with my play-doh outside with my friends running around and like obviously I know men like little boys like play sports outside as well my parents put a lot of pressure on me to like in a good way multiple multiple responsibilities as to like how they wanted me to be growing up if that makes sense I think because parents expect girls to have that like responsibility mode I'm an adult so much earlier because like we said earlier when like women become an adult when they hit their period at like 14 15 16 that was in your parents eyes you are now a woman you know but for men it's like oh they're in that phase you know where they get c's in every class and they want to smoke and drink all day and play video games and not do shit around the house but it's okay because that's like it's that's just that phase you know and like growing up I have four siblings or three siblings so there's four of us and it's like the oldest is a boy two girls in the middle my baby brother and like just seeing the way that my brothers get treated versus us it's insane <laughs> I'm like you're kidding me right and my parents are like what and I'm like you're you're genuine you're genuinely joking right 
And I'm just uh, like, so many things I'm just like, even with my like sister what? and I. Give an example. Like, my brother and my sister, older siblings, both had, like, rebellious phases. Okay. My parents rushing to help him, like, all this stuff. My sister was just bad for, like, a while. She just, like, did what Taylor wanted to do without any repercussions. If I don't make my bed, if I don't do a single fork that I used two days ago that's sitting in the sink, it, you would think that I brought shame upon my family. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's because I'm it's like the middle child. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm the middle child or like they expected me, like, because I am a very independent person. I'm right. very like on top of my shit. And I have been since I was a little kid because I felt like that always. And my siblings always got so much attention that I was like, I might as well just do it on my own, you know? So I think they expect that from me now, but it's like, why can't you just treat all your kids the same? I know I have a favorite kid. Because I tell Sarah this all the time. If I have a kid in my belly for nine months, making Morning me sickness, throwing peeing, up, farting when you don't want to, can't lay on my stomach, mm-hmm. can't wear cute little crop tops. I mean, I could, but no one wants to see that. No sex, barely. Stretch marks. I already have them, but who said I wanted more? Yeah. Um, for them to come out disrespectful, Mm-mm. to come out cursing at me and not getting good. Ooh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. So that like baby, I'm not babying my kids. When they're a little baby, I'm like, mm, you're so cute. But the minute you hit like middle school, high school age, I'm treating you like you are a middle schooler in a high school. Like you have responsibilities, you have things expected of you, and you should act and treat people a certain way so that you don't have this little like exploratory phase when you're in your late 20s and you don't have to fucking treat a woman. Exactly. I completely agree. And do you know this brought me back? So uh, do you... Do you I really hope you guys who are listening watch Sopranos because it's going to be real awkward if you don't. But I'll set a scene for you just like super quick. In this family dynamic, it's a mother, a father, a son, and a daughter, and like that's it. And the father is the head of the mafia, so obviously he's like a pretty tough guy. Let's think about Meadow is older than AJ, AJ. right? AJ is a bad little boy. (laughs) Exactly. But here's the Meadow is in college, right? Yeah. She got into Columbia. Yeah. Works her ass off during high school. Literally writes her boyfriend's papers for him. That little Jackie guy. Mm. Like, does Mm. all of these things with her life. And, like, still her mom and dad go, like, you're not exploring New York enough. Like, you're not assuming all of New York has to offer. And meanwhile, AJ sneaks into his school. Literally breaks the trophy room. Throws everything in the pool. Costs the school, like, thousands of dollars. Not only does he not get expelled, but he does not get kicked off the football team and gets, like, a three-day suspension. And the parents don't do shit. No, grounded, no nothing. He's so disrespectful. I hate AJ. He's so disrespectful. Yeah, but also his parents, like, to their core, don't expect him to do anything other than sit in in front of the TV and play video games. And then when he started playing football, his dad was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. AJ's just bad. And, like, the thing is, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's watching this is not on season six yet or Sarah because she's not there yet. AJ gets worse. Like, as he grows up to be an adult, he just becomes worse. And Meadow, Meadow brings home a mixed boy. He's half Jewish, half black to her Italian family. You would have thought she murdered an entire village of people. Like, they were... (laughs) flabbergasted they were disappointed they were disgusted and i'm just like why are girls like i just i will never understand that like why hold your daughters to that kind of standard like let them love who they love like also in terms of like passing like imagery he didn't even he didn't even look black i was like what (laughs) i thought he was hispanic and i was like hey and they're like oh he's black and i'm like (laughs) my lord so awful yeah it's a good tv show if you guys are looking for any recommendations um i I highly highly yeah it's on hbo max highly recommend it there are so many seasons you can binge it But just to wrap up this conversation, 
I think that whenever we encompass situations such as like relationships, for example, or like family dynamics, if you do have the traditional family or if you are in a heteronormative relationship, uh, just constantly thinking kind of about these ideals and the way people grew up and stuff, whether it's like physical, so how old the other person is, or mentally like through their childhood, just like understanding that not everyone's going to be like you in so many aspects and not everyone's going to have the same ideals that you have, but at the same time, just because you were raised a certain way is not an excuse for like awful, awful behavior, men. Also, so, remember, kids, marry someone older than you yeah. <laughs> as much as you can. And like, we actually give no <laughs> advice as to be called to become a man because we don't know. Because <laughs> obviously, we're not men. But this is more like a warning for girls to like know that distinction before they go into a relationship because the outcome's gonna be determined by like how mature that man is how we can treat you, respect you, etc. And also for men, this is like a wink, wink, smiley face, slap in the face to you, saying that like, if you are still in that quote unquote boy phase, you need to make it clear to your girl, your intentions, your interests, etc. Because no one has time to, no one has time. I'm only speaking to people right now. Um, it's not just game No one has the time to play with your games, you know? If you're a boy and you can't act like a man yet or be mature enough to have a relationship or, like, just have certain responsibilities, then don't play it off like you do, you know? Wait till you have the mental capacity to actually, like, uphold those standards. All in all, women, be understanding, but don't be a doormat. They're old enough to know their shit. If they're 23 and still can't do their own laundry, If they're 25 leave. and are still... If they're 25 can do their own laundry, can't um, commit to you yet because they're scared of commitment and they're 25 years old, come on, baby. Like, something's got to give. Love you. All right, guys. I hope you liked this kind of chaotic episode (laughs) with us eating spring rolls and, like, literally hacking up a storm in between. Um, Go follow our Instagram at Crying in Public Podcast and our TikTok at the same name. We also have a YouTube at just Crying in Public Podcast. Just look it up in the search engine. And we're the first thing that comes up. Guys, we're literally famous. And you can listen to our podcast anywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeart, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. What if we're not the first people that come up? (laughs) I'm looking it up right now. I think we are. The last time I checked, we were, but that could just be because we're, we're in it. Like, yes. It's not the first thing that comes up. What is it? Um, crying in public by chairlift. It's actually like the picture of us comes up as yeah. like a channel. So click on that. The picture of us comes up on the first page. So please. All right. Ooh, vocals. Have Ooh. a good day. Bye. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.